your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and the Avs. Just completed a 3-2 win over the Los Angeles Kings. Kings made it a little bit interesting towards the end, so we will uh, kind of break that game down. And a win is a win. And the Avs looked good in spots. They looked frustrated in spots, but overall a, a pretty good game. And kind of had visions of last year and third periods, but the Avs held on. So we'll get into that. And of course, we will be talking about Ian Cole, no longer with the Avs. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, <clears throat> search for Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions about the Ian Cole trade or how the Avalanche are doing in general. Send all of that to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So, um, man, yeah, maybe a few hours before puck drop for the Avalanche tonight, word was passed down that the Avalanche did, in fact, trade Ian Cole. And it, it, it's been talked about for a couple weeks now. And the Avalanche needed to make some sort of move. Um, I didn't think it was going to be now. But I think the Avalanche kind of felt there's no good time to do this. And I guess when you think about it, if there is a good time, like like I'm going against what I'm saying is like, you know, when when is a good time? I guess right now is a good time to do it. You have to see what you have in your your youngsters with Connor Timmons and Bo Byram. And the Avalanche are pretty convinced that they can slide in and do pretty much the same job Ian Cole has been doing, which is a lot to ask because Ian Cole is a well-liked player in the locker room and in the fan base. He's very productive on the ice. He's one of those guys you never have to worry about. And now you're putting in two youngsters who have all the potential in the world but does that take some time and does that hurt the team a little bit as they're figuring out the NHL game, especially Byram, maybe not so much Timmons, but does this hurt the team in any fashion? And the avalanche clearly think that it won't. They clearly think that these guys can, can step right in, especially Timmons right away and not really lose a step with what they had in Ian Cole. And it's a little bit of a head-scratcher as to why they didn't do it earlier. I mean, you're, you're trading him to the Minnesota Wild for Greg Pattern, who is a you know third-pairing defenseman. So it's not like you were holding out like you were like with the Matt Duchesne deal where you're trying to get a king's ransom for Ian Cole. Nothing against Ian Cole. But they're, I mean, they, they could have pulled the trigger for a deal for him at any point. And it would have made sense if they did it before the season or somewhere around the trade deadline. 
two games into the season is is a little bit of a head scratcher for me. So I don't I don't know why they they did it when they did it, but uh, maybe maybe it was just because to, to make sure Byram got there and he went through quarantine protocols and is ready to go. Maybe that's why they waited at waited out because they didn't have Eric Johnson and maybe if they had Eric Johnson they they would have made the deal because then they're kind of up to snuff on their on their roster spots but they were missing a couple guys so that's the only explanation i can think of as to why they waited to do this and you know you, you lose you lose a good player in in the locker room and i do feel bad for ian cole uh being sent to minnesota who you know they, i think they'll compete for that fourth playoff spot uh i'm a little bit surprised they did keep him in division uh, because you know you, you could have for what you for, for the return you got you pretty pretty much could have sent him to a number of different spots but this is all well I shouldn't say all there's a couple reasons why they they did this one is what we've already kind of laid out clearly to get roster spots available for Timmons and Byram and the other is money and salary cap Ian Cole making four and a half million dollars. I think that's a lot for what his production brings. Avalanche are, I believe, retaining like eight hundred thousand or eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in that, and Greg Pattern has a cap hit of like two point two in that area, or maybe two around something like that. So right now, the return you're only saving a little bit over a million dollars, but Pattern is a unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, so. In the end, all of that 4.5 will come off of the books for next year, and that does help the Avalanche. I don't expect Pattern to be around. Uh, he he probably be a taxi guy, slotted in depending on injuries, slotted in depending on if guys need a break. But there, this deal was for to get the youth movement going. That's all it was for, and unfortunately, you know, guys like Ian Cole have to be the fall guys for that. So it's not, it wasn't surprising that they moved him because we had been hearing it. Maybe it's a little bit surprising of the timing and maybe it's a little bit surprising on the return. I don't think the Avalanche needed to get any player for him. I think the Avalanche could have got a a draft pick. It obviously would have been a late round draft pick, but I don't, I don't see the point in bringing in another player that's going to just take up a roster spot when you have you know, when, when the, this move has been made to bring in the youth guys and you have more waiting. So I don't know if they're planning on releasing him. I have no idea what their plan is for, for Greg Pattern, but it's not to slide in for Ian Cole. Uh, that is left for Timmons and Byram. And we're going to see them, and we're going to see a lot of them. All the faith in the world that they will uh, – may, may, might take Byram, you know, a game or two or maybe maybe a few games – to get the speed down and you know just get the camaraderie going but between the two of those guys I, I think they will uh, it might take two guys to equal an Ian Cole early on but you know let's get real long term I don't think he was going to be around for much longer because of all the defensive players that the Avalanche have and he was the odd man out um, 
Sad to see him go. Sad to see him go to Minnesota. But that's the business. And I think Ian Cole knows it. I think he clearly liked playing for Colorado. Clearly liked playing for a team that could compete for a cup. And now he's going to be on a team that's uh, fighting for their playoff lives. And probably for the foreseeable future. So, yeah. But thank you to Ian Cole because uh, he, he was a, a fun player to watch. And like I said, like you, you put him out there and know that uh, he was going to do the right things all the time. And now you have maybe a little bit of liability in that position. So we'll see how it all works out. And uh, we'll see it pretty soon. I, I know the – let's see. Well, Eric Johnson will be returning um, or did return. And uh, and we move on. So players come and go. And uh, even the ones that you like, sometimes they come and go. And that's Ian Cole for the Colorado Avalanche fan base. So, all right. Uh, let's get to their first game without Ian Cole against the Los Angeles Kings. But before we do that, we're going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. And we are few weeks into the new year and if you are one of those people that made that resolution to get healthy and you're still chugging along at that then definitely include built bar into that diet they have 18 amazing flavors such as caramel brownie cookies and cream lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake which is fantastic and apple almond crisp they are covered in 100 chocolate they are soft and easy to chew they're more like a candy bar than those typical grainy disgusting energy bars and it's built for the health conscious guy or girl lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and they're great for the keto diet most bars contain 19 grams of protein 180 or 130 calories 5 grams of sugar 5 grams of net carbs that all equals out to they're great for you, and they taste great on top of it. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is Locked On, and 20% is off of your next order. All right, so the Avalanche just finished their third game of the season, a 3-2 victory over the Los Angeles Kings. And this was a, a game where the Avalanche started out good because they got that first goal once again. And it was Brandon Saad's first goal, his first goal as a Colorado Avalanche. And the Avs looked really, really good early on. And you would kind of expect that because they are the, the better team here. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Kings, and we talked about this with Sarah yesterday, are just going to sit back and, and not put in any effort. They really did at the end and, and made it a game. Uh, but the Avalanche, you could tell, were the aggressors. And you can still tell that first game is kind of really irking them because they didn't want to have a recreation of that. And, I, and I, we might be looking at when we – however this season ends up, we might be looking back – at that first game of the year and how flat they came out. And you probably will hear a lot of people say that was a turning point for us after the first game of the season. It was a turning point because we knew we couldn't go out and just go through the motions because the other team is looking to beat our butts. 
knowing that we're the favorites. So they came out and and were really, really aggressive. And there, there were moments where they had the puck in their own zone. It seemed like for all four shifts. So things were, were looking very good. The Brandon Saad goal was early on and nothing else really in that period. Uh, I want to look up. So the shots on goal for the first... Uh, I don't know what uh, I have them in front of me. I, th- it, it, I mean, it was it was in favor of the Avalanche, but it wasn't high. And even at the end of the game, the Avalanche got outshot, uh, twenty-five to twenty-four. And when you go into the second period, and right away, Miko Rantanen, we thought scored a goal, but it was not allowed. Uh, they called him for goalie interference, and you know, I mean, it, I could. Go either way with that. And I think in the end they got the call right. But um, a few minutes later, well, I should back up. In the second was it started to get really frustrating watching this game because the Avalanche could not have anything sustained in their own offensive zone. It was very, very frustrating to watch. Um, and, And it seemed like they were dumping and chasing and the Kings were doing a good line of stand, good job of standing them up on at the blue line, and really not letting them get into the zone. And they had they were doing that for as long as they could. They were being very aggressive, and then it kind of backfired on them because they took a penalty. And right, almost in the beginning of that penalty, watching Sam Gerrard and Devon Taves work together and they've only been teammates for a short amount of time uh, is going to be something special because Taves usually is on the line with Kale McCarr when it's five on five and Taves and Gerard are on that second line, which I have been saying, look out for. And they have this move that's worked twice now where Gerard kind of just, he's, he's kind of not really, he's almost at the dots and he kind of just, throws a, a pass almost behind him and Taves one times it. And this one was a rocket. And I don't even think the Kings goalie saw it. So that put them up to, and that kind of got it going while that happened. Cause that was on a power play. The Kings were being called for another penalty. So that one, you know, that, that they scored that goal while the ref's arm was up. So they, pr- the, the Kings players pretty much swapped uh, positions in the penalty box, and then another duo, McKinnon to Rantanen, is just you, you cannot stop that. When Nathan McKinnon throws that cross ice pass, and Miko Rantanen kind of goes down to one knee and rips it, it's unstoppable. So that was you would th- you thought that was going to be it. Uh, and by the way, the Rantanen goal was for the assist went to uh, Nathan McKinnon, which was his 500th career point, by the way. So congratulations to Nathan McKinnon on that. So you thought that was going to be it. Uh, you really did. The way that it was going, uh, it, Avalanche were really in control, minus those things that were a little bit frustrating. They And, and even in the first, after they got the sod goal, they were kind of getting just a little too cute for my liking. And they do this from time to time where they know they have the skill and they want to put up those pretty goals. 
and have that extra pass and have somebody rip it home for one timer or whatever, however, and, and have it look really good. And I felt like they were going down that rabbit hole again in the first. And then they came out in the second and they really didn't do that anymore. So I'm assuming maybe if I'm just seeing it, maybe I'm just seeing it, but I, I would venture to guess that was a topic of conversation at the first intermission. Stop getting cute, bury these pucks, bury these guys. We're better than them. And let's, you know, just win this thing going away. Let's not have them hang around. And then you're up three to nothing after two and things are looking really good. And then you get to the third. Nothing really happens. Avalanche are kind of playing a possession game. And Kings get one by Anthony Zehu with about 12 minutes left. And you could see, like, I I was shocked at the body language of the Kings after they scored that goal. After they scored it, they were down 3-1. to You're still in that game. But there no barely any celebration. Wasn't throwing their hands up in the air like, yeah, we got one. Now let's work on that. It was so subdued. I was like, man, the Kings don't even think they're going to win this game. And there's time left. There's 12 minutes plus left in this game. You're only down by two goals. And then what happened? Maybe with like six minutes left, another goal is scored by the Kings. And now you're up three to two, the Avalanche are. And now it's interesting. And now things start creeping back into your head like, oh, no. Remember last year when we could not hold a third period lead for a good chunk of the season? Um, and people were calling for Bednar's head because of it. Even you know, it, it, it's three games into the season, so you're those things are going to start creeping back into your head. Uh, but the Avalanche didn't let it happen. Kings obviously had some opportunities; they made it interesting. Obviously, pulled the goalie. Avalanche had multiple opportunities in the open net and couldn't get it. And then when that happens, you're like, "Yep." When are the Kings going to score this third goal to tie it up and send it to overtime? But it didn't happen. And Philip Grubauer, I thought, played a great game. Um, I, I think a lot of guys played uh, a, a really good game. And I give the Avalanche credit for having the, kind of like this up and down game, up for the most part, but moments of, of laps that made it a, a game. So we'll see where the next game goes between these two, which is in another day, because I think the Kings will build on that. The Kings will build on, like, look what we did in the third period. They, they really played a, a good game, really all around. They, they did play a, a good game. It's just the Avalanche have more skill at the skill positions than they do, and it's tough to hang with the Avalanche for the Kings. But they can do it in spurts. So uh, I think these are going to be good games throughout the the season between the Avalanche and the Kings. And I've talked all the time about how the Avalanche struggled against the Kings last year. Sarah and I talked about that yesterday as well. But, uh, yeah, Avs held on, and I think that's the the main thing. So uh, we are going to take another quick little break here, and then we'll kind of break down individual players and guys who I thought played exceptionally well. But we are going to hear from our friends over at betonline.ag, and hopefully you put some money down on this game, whether it was the money line or the over under or who was going to score first, because you can do that. Uh, a lot of fun things you can do over at betonline.ag. So sign up for your free account today. Use the promo code locked on 
and you get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you put in on your first deposit, Bet Online will add another 50%. Whether you are going to be betting for, I don't know, who's playing this weekend in football. I know it's the Buccaneers and the Packers, and I don't even know what the line is, but you have to go Packers in that game. I don't care what it is, bet the Packers, because nobody wants the Buccaneers and Tom Brady to go to another Super Bowl. So start putting money down on Green Bay. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. Okay, so kind of digging into the stats here, we'll kind of go through them. Good game all around for for most of the guys on the Avalanche, and they went with seven forwards today. I'm um, sorry, not seven, eleven, um, and seven defenders is what I meant to say. So, right on the top, Matt Calvert. He had an assist, but he did those things today that don't show up on this stat sheet that I'm looking at. I think Matt Calvert played uh, maybe one of the best games on the team today. Just was everywhere was not letting guys get by him was getting by other people had some pretty good shots uh only a couple shots on goal but um there was one time where he was flying up the ice and you didn't know it was matt calvert he was going so fast uh but he looked really really good nachuskin nothing on the stat sheet but i thought he played better um in in a defensive role uh i mean and he had Three shots on goal was which you know save for Nazem Kadri who had four was the most on the team. So he was a little bit aggressive, which was really good in the offensive zone. You just want him to get one earlier because last year he had that start to the season where it was it was a handful of games to start that season, but it was like forty five games in total going back to seasons before that where he finally scored a goal. But once he got that goal, he got going. So you want him to get that goal early, early on. Um, And I think the way he played, maybe he just needs a couple games to get going because, like you said, none of these guys have had a real training camp or uh, preseason. So maybe he's one of those guys that is taking these first few games to get back into the flow, and maybe we'll see something in him in next game. Uh, Tyson Jost, nothing to show on the stat sheet, but I really like the way he's playing. He's playing smart. He's not a liability. Uh, I, I think he got moved up. I, I saw somebody post uh, that that they moved him up to the second line a couple times. I have to rewatch and see if that's true, but it wouldn't surprise me because I thought he played a very good game. Saad got his first point or his first goal as a member of the Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon with two more assists, uh, and like I said, that one of them to uh, Rantanen was his 500th point. Confer, uh JT Confer, I didn't see too much of. I think I'd, I, I, I don't know. I've, he didn't have a lot of time on the ice either, uh, just shy of 13 minutes. So, um, I think I'd like to see him step a little, uh, step it up a little bit more. So, uh, I thought Kadri had a, a decent game. Landeskog had a good game. Rantanen, that top line is, you know, when you put them together, you, you can't really beat them. On the defensive side, Taves is an animal. <laughs> That guy is so good. Um, it, Avalanche fans are slowly falling in love with that guy because of how he plays and uh, his offensive ability too. So uh, Gilbert was in, but not for much. He got called up to kind of fill in for the 
uh, Ian Cole move along with Connor Timmons, uh, Graves and Gerard. Gerard, <laughs> Gerard looked fantastic. He he has really settled in and become an incredible, incredible defender. So that trade is looking more and more uh, one-sided and lopsided when the Avalanche acquired him. So all in all, a, a really good game from top to bottom. Even like the people that I didn't think, like Comfer, who I didn't think had like the best game, but it wasn't like awful. Uh, maybe it helps when you win and, you know, you, everybody, the majority of your team is looking good. But um, I thought Calvert had maybe the best game. Um, and Taves and Gerard right behind him, and and even Grubauer. You know, you can't forget about the goalie because. And by the way, Pavel Francouz was not on the active roster for today or yesterday at this point. Um, was is now listed as day to day. So something must have happened in practice. We don't know what. Um, but that's that's what we got for now. I'm sure he'll be back uh, pretty soon. Um, so that's it really the avalanche with the three to two win and, uh, a day off today. And then they, they're right back at it for the second of, uh, this two game series. And it'll be really interesting to see how both of the, I think, I think we know how the avalanche are going to come out, but, uh, I'm really interested to see how the Kings come out because I think that they are going to build on the last maybe 13 minutes of this game and come out the way the avalanche came out in game number one. So we'll see how it all pans out. But right now avalanche are two, one and oh looking pretty good in the last two games and they were able to finish. So that will be it for today. Let me know what you guys think. Get a hold of me on Twitter, LOP and underscore avalanche or email locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And, uh, we will see everybody tomorrow kind of, uh, any more news stories that come out? Anything else going on with Ian Cole? We'll obviously talk about that. But for now, it's an avalanche victory, and that's all that matters. So enjoyed the win. See you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Oh, and by the way, two thumbs up for me on those away uniforms. Absolutely love the mismatching between the white tops and the blue pants. Phenomenal. That's all. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!